Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome back to the Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast. Now that the season is done and dusted, how do we commiserate Glasgow's loss and get ourselves excited about the summer test? I can tell you right now, and it's by signing up with Beer 52. If you sign up with Beer 52, you'll get eight craft beers delivered straight to your door, um, a copy of their Ferment magazine and a snack, all to enjoy as we build up to the summer tests and the World Cup. This month, they're all talking about beer and how it pairs with food. So whether you're having a pizza, some pasta, or some Korean food, there's something there for you. Get yourself on beer52.com forward slash thistle. That's beer52.com forward slash thistle. And you order yourself eight craft beers. All you have to do is pay £5.95 for delivery and they will arrive straight at your door. That's beer52.com forward slash thistle. Right, end of season pod. Welcome back, guys. To my left, there's Matt and Alan. How are you, boys? Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> One of you. Polite. <laughs> yeah, I know. Nice game. Nice I know, game. exactly. Uh, yeah, no good. Been a bit of a tough week, you know. Wedding, birthdays, been on a train, stayed in a hotel, but... You Thank stayed in a hotel. You've been serious. Right, hotel sounds tough. Yeah, I know. And a train. With, wow. With work. <laughs> I have to say, getting getting back to work after the wedding it, and the yeah, war, it was, was tough. Pretty bloody tough. Yeah. I, you know, I'm glad though we did manage to stream the match during the speeches. Yes. Which stream bits quite, and pieces quite special. of it. That was quite special. That was, that was probably the most special moment of the day, actually. And yeah. uh, one of our friends was just muttering. It's completely disrespectful. Yeah, it was really And I was funny. like, I'm not watching it. <laughs> not actually watching. Yeah. They don't get it, though. Exactly. Yeah. I'll tell you something. They've not gone through what we've gone to get there. Exactly. I'll tell you what. A shandy in Weatherspoon sta- in Stansted Airport at 3 p.m. after a wedding does not help. <laughs> <laughs> well anyway well thank you very much not just for coming back today but for following us all season this is episode 33 um, of the year the 1819 season is almost in the can so we're going to be looking back at all of that with the help of loads of your emails Um, that's the thistle rugby at gmail.com tweet thistle rugby pod um, and actually nobody contributed via Instagram, but I'll say it anyway, thistle understroke rugby understroke pod. That's how you can get in touch with us. You've been a bit quiet on the Insta recently. I mean, yeah, not many fire memes, unfortunately. Well, I keep, keep sending you memes and you keep refusing to put them up. Look, That's not just him. I also agree <laughs> they, they should not Look, be. There's a committee that displayed. they have to go through. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a very, very tough committee. Before we get to all that, of course, we're going to talk about Glasgow uh, versus Lance, the Pro 14 final 
at the weekend and a little bit of news. Um, and I believe, Matt, you've done a wee quiz for us. I mean, I thought it was going to be Alan's job, but he's abdicated that role. So I've hastily put He's been in a, he's been in a hotel, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, I know. And he's been on a train. He's I mean, been on a train, a train. in a hotel. <laughs> Are you joking? He usually travels by sedan chair, to be fair. <laughs> so, you know, a train I've got, yeah, I've got an attempt at a quiz that, yeah, a kind of who am I quiz that could be okay. I quite I, like I those. They're, really they're good fun. But yeah. why don't we dive straight in to the news right now? Um, the Nuke and Paddy Kelly, uh, two-year deals for the pair of them at Glasgow. What do you make of that bit of business, lads? I mean, I'm quite surprised in a way that the Nuke's got another contract just because he hasn't really played that much. And when he has played, he's, he's not exactly set the heather alight. I thought he might get a year. Yeah. It's like, cover the World Cup. Cover the World Cup, we'll get someone yeah. else in, or you'll bring through a young guy. Yeah. Um, but, I, I mean, he's kind of a cult figure, but... Not for the right reasons, if you see what I mean. Yeah. And he's like quite lazy, even in warm ups, <laughs> just sort of lumbers around, just not doesn't, really. He doesn't, <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't look like a rugby player, let's put it that way. No. I mean, he's not a bad option to have off the bench. He sort of comes on, does maybe two to three quite large carries. Yeah. Holds hey, up the that's, scrub. That's genuine, generous. One to two quite large <laughs> carries. Yeah. Holds up the scrub. Yeah. I mean,. I think it was Scott Cummins last week saying that Petrus Duplessis is coming on board as scrummaging coach. Yeah, I don't think it's been officially announced, but I'm putting the pieces together. Scott Cummings saying that, and Mark Palmer did one of those tweets that some of the yeah, rugby journalists do. It's just like, hmm, I wonder if Petrus Duplessis might join as scrum coach. So then obviously when it's announced, he can be like, oh, told you so. Wait, so Cummings actually said he was going to be the scrummaging coach. He kind of he was like he's essentially been way. running it for like the last yeah. few months. Got you. You could think I and clearly for our own pod. And he, he, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and he was sort of speaking about how big an impact Petrus Duplessis has just made like around the club. And yes, I mean judging purely from his social media, I, c- I could kind of see how that's the case. Yeah, he looked like he was getting absolutely stuck into the sessions after the finals day. Yeah, did, that looked a lot on of social fun. media. The run it straight challenge between Nick Frisby and DTH Van der Merwe. I didn't see that. I mean, they didn't, it, it was like it they ran at like sixty percent in this pub. Got we'll you. put it up on the yeah. uh, on the Twitter. It is really and really pa- good. Paddy Kelly, I suppose, hasn't really had many opportunities at Glasgow this season. Yeah. But he's been doing well for air. And you know, he seems like the kind of guy that if he got the same opportunity as Stafford McDowell, he he could do a job. Yeah. And I guess imagine what you would suggest Hugh Jones, Sam Johnson, Horn are all definitely going to the World Cup. Yeah, there'd be opportunities. Greg potentially slash probably yeah. so chance that mcdowell and kelly is the starting center partnership yeah and at least they've been playing together for for air for a couple of seasons now yeah hugh jones still still on holiday it seems mate he's back on holiday you gotta have three holidays before the end of may <laughs> <laughs> we it's, did it's not a, it's not a professional <laughs> rugby player's year if you know we did we did say he needed one more to get himself finely tuned for the world yeah. cup run-in yeah. He's got to be relaxed. He's got to be chilled. He's back in the Caribbean. Back in the Caribbean. Where is he high, high, altitude, high altitude training. High altitude in training in Nassoui. Is that how you pronounce it? In I the Bahamas? Yeah, uh, Absolutely. Oh, he's yeah. in the Bahamas. Lovely. I mean, to be fair, he's living the dream. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I, Mate, I don't begrudge him it. We're the suckers on the train. All right. <laughs> exactly. God, hotels. Slumming in hotels. <laughs> um, so we, I think we'll come back to the chat about uh, a little bit of Hugh Jones later. But um, let's crack on with the news. Johnny Beatty, friend of the pod, uh, playing for Bayonne, winning Pro D2 in France. Congratulations, Johnny. Anything else we need to say on that? I mean, all I've really seen from it is they were quite far behind at halftime and then came yeah. back to win against Breve. Yeah. Win against Breve, it was kick in, in the red play. zone. I think it was yeah. like 81 minutes. Yes. It was decent minerals for the lad to kick it over, to be honest. I mean, you wouldn't have said at the start of the season that Johnny Beattie would be playing, like, top 14 rugby, you know, yeah. for another year. Uh, I, I don't know how much he'll play, but... I think it was, in the, it was in the times that he had a contract until 2020 and that they'd offered him kind of, like, the academy coaching role. I imagine next year he'll probably be transitioning yeah. across. Yes. Um, but he's still... I think he's 33, just about to turn 34, which for a back row... Yeah, you've had in a, France. You've done well. It's not exactly he's the quickest really game, well. is it? Yeah. He's got one more World Cup in him, and then he'll be fine. <laughs> he's been in France for a while. He's been, what, Montpellier, Castra, and Bayonne. Yeah. So, yeah, to get through that in the back row, you 
done pretty well. It's done so well. All yep. on the south coast of France. Oh, mate, living the dream. I know. It's quite good living, isn't it? Well, well done, uh, Johnny, on all of that. Okay, next up, um, Scotland under-20s. As you know, we're over in D.C. playing against uh, Old Glory, or the OGs, as they are well-known. We are now actually not only the official Scottish rugby podcast, we are an Old Glory D.C. fan uh, podcast as well. Um, you'll remember us last week, we read out some of the tweets from the guy who runs their social media, who styles himself as the monument man uh he sent us a message on twitter which is uh worth reading out he says chaps thanks for the shout out on the pod i've been claiming an international reputation all week off the back of it and while i can't promise captain marvelous and the rest of the gang won't dish out the capital remedies to scotland's snapchat generation <laughs> i know he i and the rest of the club want to wish a very happy 70th birthday to the real og <laughs> Alan's mum. <laughs> P.S. I've been a faithful listener to The Thistle ever since Edinburgh started serving the pudding on Saturday afternoons. Keep up the great work and the quizzes, I guess. Winky face. The monument, monument man out. Drops the mic. What a hero. Unbelievable. <laughs> he's made an amazing Absolute impact. Absolute scenes. I, I, I'm a genuine Old Glory DC fan now. Yeah. He's done a, it's sort of like a much more niche version of the Bristol Bears. Oh yeah, yeah. Where yeah. I'm now an OG fan. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, massively. Like and we reached out to him, and on the condition of anonymity, he remains the monument man. He has sent us this uh, this little audio message for the Thistle fans. Hi guys, this is the Monument Man from Washington DC. Just a quick call to wish Scotland's Snapchat generation the best of luck at the U20 World Cup and congratulate them on a rampaging win over Old Glory. Also, I'll be hijacking the OG's game day feed again on June 9th. So tune in live as Captain Marvellous Josh Brown and the rest of the gang take on the bad guys. Follow the glory on Twitter at OldGloryDC. So there you go. Welcome to the old, the old Glory um, fan account. Should we, should we work out how much it costs to sponsor the OG? It can't be that much. <laughs> and we'll just chuck like the thistle pod on the front. That'd be oh quite God. good, actually. We could do a crowdfund. <laughs> yeah. Do you reckon we could crowdfund like a sleeve? <laughs> I, th- sleeve I think we could. It can't be that much. <laughs> can't, be, can't be that much. I mean, Super 6 can't be that expensive. Surely we could crowdfund, you know, a bit of a short... I mean, not to put more downer on the Super 6, I'd much rather be a sponsor of Old Glory DC. Or maybe let's get behind JHK. JHK yeah, is where the real money yeah, is. Yeah, follow the yeah. money, follow the smart follow money. Follow the money. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Follow yeah. the money and follow Peter Wright. That's well, how yeah, you yeah, get exactly. it pay us. So you succeed in Scotland. <laughs> yeah, pay us to get it. JHK, or we, they're paying us to be an <laughs> yeah. official sponsor. That is going to be class. So thank you very much to the Monument Man. We are going to be keeping an eye very closely on her, the progress of Old Glory DC. Um, some interesting news. Scott's abroad. And blast from the past. Andrew Hall got one cap for Scotland. He is the new head coach of Hong Kong rugby. What do you guys make of that? I mean, I don't, I don't know that much about it, but I think the Hong Kong rugby union is one of the richest unions in the world because of the sevens. And, uh, you know, there's, not, there's okay. not that much to invest in. Um, and they've been putting a team in this, I'm not sure what it's called, but this sort of another kind of super rugby type tournament. Yeah. Um, as the South China Sea Tigers. Tom Vandell's been playing for them. Oh, really? And it's like a mix of people who play in China and quite a lot of Hong Kong guys who are sort of contracted to play in this league against yeah, yeah, yeah. different teams from Asia oh. and I think Australasia as well. Yeah. Um, and he's been coaching that team as well as being a Hong Kong coach. Interesting. That's all I really know about. But there's a few, few Scots like... Uh, uh, Jamie Lauders playing out there. Yeah. Jamie Hood, guys who played a bit of club rugby before yeah. in in the UK. I'm Tom sure Burry. Tom Burry. If he's, yeah, he's still, I don't think he's he's not involved with. The, he's not actually in the. No, nah, he's just playing for like Kowloon or something. Oh, is but he? Um, no, there's yeah, Strong decent Scottish tradition. contingent. Well, um, now we've got Andrew Hall, so you know, watch out for our next Hong, our next Scottish international coming out of Hong Kong, scouted by Andrew. He's Hall. the scout, maybe. Maybe he's this guy. Maybe he's doubling up on jobs. Maybe he covers China for yeah. the SRU Scots Abroad ch- um, job. For all those Chinese people with Scottish backgrounds. Don't knock him. You never know. I yeah. mean, if you can get that gig. <laughs> so, yeah, it's great, isn't <laughs> I mean, it? Look, if they're paying for it. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> weekly email, still no recruits. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll keep, we'll I'm keep trying, trying really hard. <laughs> I need more money. <laughs> uh, so we'll keep an eye on that. Um, and we already kind of touched on it, but based on Hugh Jones going on holiday again, we were talking about this before the pod. Alan, your question, does Hugh Jones have a higher salary than Paddy Kelly, Nick Grigg, Sam Johnson, Stafford McDowell, and Kyle Stain put together? <laughs> And I think the answer has got to be yes. I think it must be yes. Because I reckon Carl Stain knew. I reckon he's not getting over like 50 grand. Paddy Kelly and Stafford on basically entry level contracts. Yeah. yeah. And even Sam Johnson, sort of, he's yeah. probably working towards a higher value contract. Well, he's on not the back signed a new season. one since he broke through. Yeah, exactly. He? And he's yeah. had his Scotland cap and proven his worth as a Glasgow player. Exactly. Nick Grigg was capped last summer, though. I don't know if he signed a new deal, but... I feel you could get away with not paying Nick Grigg that much, though. <laughs> I, no, I said... No, I, I know what you mean. I think a lot of these guys are, like, sort of... Unless they've got great agents, like... They've kind of been plucked out of obscurity. I'll tell you who's got the greatest agent, though. Hugh Jones. Hugh oh, Jones. yeah. 300k with set monthly holiday breaks that, yeah, he, has, exactly. that he has to take. And he just makes up moves. He's like, oh, by the way... Um, Leicester really want to sign Hugh Jones, <laughs> so what are you going to say about that guy? He's like, oh, no, no. He's picking up the phone from the Bahamas. He's like, right, <laughs> talk to me. Talk to me about an extra 100K a year. His Once again, bu- you can't fault the guy. Oh, no. He's got the biggest holiday budget in probably world rugby Yeah, yeah. at the moment. Yeah. He's doing very well out of his employment. Well, it's, it's an extended rehab. Came back, sat on the bench. She's like, look, I'll be here, but my mind's still on the beach, lads, all right? We'll come back into Scotland camp in a couple of weeks and see how I get on. It'd be so weird if like you did make a the squad. <laughs> yeah. Which I think probably a lot depends on Duncan Taylor's form, fitness. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Townsend is the kind of guy, though, if he felt like he wasn't pulling his weight or wasn't didn't have like the exact right attitude, would get rid of him. If Carl Stain plays against France and has like a stormer, then you, the way he's playing... Like, even at the weekend, probably one of the standout players, especially yeah. in terms of yeah, breaking awesome. the line. And he was a heavily marked man as well. Yeah. It's um, it's difficult to see you not taking him. Duncan Taylor starts popping up. Yeah. You know? The Duncan Taylor hat trick in Tbilisi that we're all waiting for. Exactly. Although it's Toon- happening. Although, I guess, Tooney did seem to say in his thing that he was seeing Stain maybe slightly more as a winger. Yeah, it was a strange thing. He did say I winger. Thought. Yeah. He was like winger, but can cover center yeah i was quite surprised by that but it's actually possibly makes it more likely that he goes as a sort of utility type cover yeah i mean it was interesting that obviously a few weeks ago Tooney, it feels like he probably said to cummings and stain prove to me that you're up to this yeah and they've both potentially been two of glasgow's if not their best players yeah, yeah. over yeah. the last like two weeks yeah so you know Fair play to both of them for stepping up and sort of seizing that opportunity. Cummings especially. Yeah, like been really good. Especially just, I think, since January, seems to have become a yeah, much... Yeah, he's really yeah. stepped up. And going for a point where you're sort of like, oh, right, he's got the call up. He's got the nod over yeah. you know, another senior player. Well, it was over Richie Gray. I meant for Glasgow. Oh, for Glasgow, yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah. There is a note to say um, is Richie Gray hasn't played for Toulouse since they lost to Leinster and he got yellow carded a month ago. Yeah. He's been on the bench. Right, okay. Started. He's been on the bench for two games. Whether that's because he was injured or selection, yeah, I else. actually do not know. He gets he gets a yellow, gets a little bit injured. Scott Cummings comes on the pod and he's straight well, in. Well, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Comes straight in. Yeah. <laughs> Tooney heard it and he's like, this media trade. <laughs> that's he's it. what we need. That is exactly what he's we like, need. Yeah. He can go up in front of the world's media. Yeah. yeah. Doing a great shift. He can put the pads on. He's been trained. Straight bat all day <laughs> after a bad Scotland performance. And that's why he's made it. So congratulations to Scott Cummings for that call up. That's all I had written down for news. Well, should we talk about the final then? Yeah. Well, I suppose that is news um, yeah. in itself. If you didn't see it, if you're listening to us and you didn't, see it or haven't heard the news i apologize glasgow 15 leinster 18 in front of almost 50,000 at celtic park in a pretty raucous atmosphere we were obviously at the wedding we've caught up on it since um what's your sort of emotions about it guys you think it's obviously massively disappointing for glasgow but how do you think 
that'll be seen by them. Is this a really bad end for the season for Glasgow or can they still be happy that they got to the final? I think it's still, you know, you're playing against what arguably one of the best club sides of the professional era and it's only a three-point game. Um, yeah. And Glasgow never really, maybe 18-10 felt slightly out of it, but always in the contest. Um, and I think they fronted up physically. That wasn't the issue. Um, so I think they can be pleased with that. Um, I, I think that, you know, the, the main problem was that they just made too many mistakes. And I, st- I still just don't think they were as street smart as Leinster yeah. were. So, and, and, you know, Hogs charge down rather than an individual error, I think, is a sort of a team mistake that just kind of summed that up. Like trying to do an exit and just not executing it and going from 7-0 up and playing really well, having all the momentum and just giving away a cheap seven. Yeah. And, and Leinster didn't really give them those opportunities because you know this team, that Glasgow team can feed off scraps. Yeah. So I think they'll be disappointed yeah. with that side of their game. I, I do agree with you. It's a cheap seven points off that, but... Five. Sorry, cheap five. Five. It kinda, but what I would say is that 99 times out of 100, that ball's going dead. What is the fi- what yeah. is the physics going on there to stop that going Just dead? Backspin and, and wet ground. Does it was yeah. outrageous. Because that's just a very short dead ball area. Yeah. Did they have, I'm just trying to think, a kicker on the left of Hogg? With know. a left peg? I suppose there's actually no one else in that team with the left peg if you, unless you play Pete Horn. Yeah. No, I don't think there was. There but was you, need to have, you need to have a second kicking option there, right? Yeah, I think it kind of felt a little bit disappointing because actually, when you watch the sort of opening twenty minutes, I think Glasgow were by far the stronger team, and I know we sort of a little bit worried that actually the conditions would suit Leinster a lot more because mm. it sort of restricts Glasgow's ability to sort of chuck it around. But actually, especially that first try, it was essentially twenty meters of the ball only going out one pass yeah, and just them trucking it up yeah. and making slow but steady mm. yardage and I was like you're essentially out Leinstering Leinsters um, and then even for that even when after they went 7-5 down essentially we should have been 14-5 up Hastings yeah oh, that was really absolute, bad absolute like that genuinely made even on replay I know made me feel a bit sick. So You've got bad, three passing it? options, all of whom are going to score. Because the thing is, James Lowe clearly thought about it and then actually committed to not... Yeah, to, to go Stayed wide. Out. And so that's just... And you can see Sam Johnson is literally just that classic, like, hands up. Like, how has yeah. this not happened? And so there was just, like, a few moments of that that seemed to sort of change the momentum, whether it was that or whether it was a scrum pen. And it just seemed to kind of slowly pull away from Glasgow a little bit. Yeah. Um, I actually think they're going to see it as a massive lost opportunity. I, that game was there. Leinster aren't that good. They're really limited. They're definitely limited. Yeah. I mean, they they are amazing at looking after the ball. I mean, there is there's quite a lot of people grumbling about the style of the play, but I mean, if they're doing things like legally and I don't yeah. complain that much. I, I think you know, was not one point they kept the ball for like thirty five phases. Yeah. I do think Leinster just there's that line between like being off your feet and like accidentally I, well I was going to I was going to ask how you think aside from the big incident how you think Nigel Owens refereed that match I think he gave Leinster a lot more leeway at the and he's no, known as a bit of a you know breakdown specialist as a yeah, referee yeah I know and it felt like Leinster were going off their feet a lot and I also felt at scrum time when it was furlong against Batty a lot of the time it was like they've both gone to ground. I don't understand who's giving away the penalty, but it did tend to go in the favour of yeah. the Leinster man. I struggle to comment on the scrums, fundamentally. Uh, well, yes, <laughs> yes. The one bit that really surprised me was going back to when Hastings should have passed it, and it came back for a penalty. So yep. Leinster got pinged twice for being offside. Yeah. Once Cronin, once James Ryan, and Nigel Owens on the, on the microphone said, oh, it was like, it was an act. It was like done by accident, or it was like it wasn't cynical. Mm. Like, I, I'm sorry, Sean Cronin and James Ryan, both being offside and both making tackles, 
10 meters out. Yeah, yeah. Like, what, what else? Of course like, it what, is. Like, <laughs> e- even if it's like they thought they were onside, <laughs> yeah. they're not onside. I didn't, and it's, know, it's, it's killing a potential try. Yeah, it, it just seemed really weird that he was almost like justifying not giving yellow card because he was like, oh, it wasn't done on purpose. Yeah, which makes you think he must have thought, oh, that's probably a yellow card. Yeah. Sort of like... Which, then again, know. yeah, you're sort of mass very early on in that game with the momentum. They then go 14, four, down to 14 men. Yeah. So I think you're right. I think there was a mix of Nigel Owen's decisions and then a few other mistakes slash other decisions made that just didn't quite go Glasgow's yeah. way. Yeah. And you obviously touched on it there, Matt. The big controversial decision. Hogg taken out in the air by Rob Carney. I think the last two two years of, of um, the laws being changed in that area, whenever something like that happens, the ref will review it, but probably actually won't look at it that closely and will just go, yeah, look, even if it's not on purpose, it's really reckless. You know you, can't, you just can't touch something yeah. like that. Sorry about this, but it's a red card. And yeah. I just felt if it hadn't been a final, he would have given the red. And, yeah. and loads of people have like read into the laws and everything. And you know, I think by the let a by the letter of the law, it is a red card. B, I think they need to change the law that that doesn't make the card dependent on the outcome. Yes, because I mean, it could be a pretty innocuous challenge, and then you know, Hog falls straight on his head, and it's like, well, that's a red or like that and he sort of landed on his head but he yeah. didn't I think it should be more way more about that initial contact whether you actually have a chance to contest the ball and catch it whether you've been reckless whether you've been whether it's deliberate as well so I, I think we'll see a few more changes in that area I think in a few years time you won't be allowed to jump for the ball yeah which I think is a real shame I think that's rubbish I think it's probably fair really? yeah high ball contests are great they are but Concussion is also really bad. Yeah, but <laughs> if you do it properly, then it, it... No, it's not. Rob Carney wasn't trying to take out Hogg. He was trying to get the ball. Yeah, but it's not yeah, like... But it's not like it. Yeah, but it's not like that happens in every single high ball challenge. If you do it properly, no. you both go up in the air. And if anything, you hit shoulders. There's no head you know, contact in the air. And okay. then you're, you're landing on probably your feet. It's not a d- debate here, but if you... You know, you, got, you do Greg Tonks versus Izzy Fallow yeah. back in the day. Izzy Fallow can jump literally two metres higher than you. So if you both jump attacking the ball, you're always going to probably take out Izzy Flow in the air, no matter what. Even though you're not being cynical, you've got your eyes on the ball, trying to have a fair contest, you could end up getting red carded. Possibly, but I think the, the Israel Flow of Greg Tonks is like the extreme example. No, Where I... In, on, in, on average... Two amazing th- athletes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Different <laughs> ways. Two of, two of rugby's greatest ever athletes, yeah. one-on-one. Can only speak about those two in the same breath. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. My only Any, anyway, my I, I just think that like 90% of people who've commented on that have been like, that, that is a red card. I think it is a red card. I also think Paulie Fraser Brown should have got a yellow card. I haven't seen that yet. Oh, mate, that hit is savage. Was oh, yeah, the one high hit. Was that what yeah. Trying to tackle was. someone through someone else. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, but I, think, fine, I but think it was, yeah, I, I've seen it. I think it was definitely a yellow. And you know that, at what point was that? 68? The red card. Yeah. What was it? in the 60, yeah. 15 minutes left with Lancer down to 14 men. Glasgow scored right after. Well, not right after. Glasgow scored literally with five, six minutes to go. Yeah. But you just kind of think that is a big momentum changer. Yeah. I think it is at that point. Glasgow get another another point. Another score, rather. And Leinster down to 14, thinking, what's going on here? Yeah. It's it's not something where I'm going to say that is... That's changed the match. But, you know, I think it could have led to a different outcome. Yeah. No, I, it's just a shame. It just You're chasing I the agree. game with five minutes to go. Yeah. They're one man down. Yeah. It makes it a lot easier. But then you're like, oh, they score. Hasting gets the conversion, which he didn't. So there's yeah. loads of different permutations. Well, there you go. But yeah, it's a shame. But by all accounts, well, you know, the, if you look at it from with a broader context, like having that amount of people in Celtic Park... Um, I think for, Scot- for Scottish like rugby, a really good occasion. Apart from, from what I've heard, um, the queuing, like the actual overall organisation of the event, like queuing up for drinks and stuff. Card machines. I think there were card machines, but oh, that's good. I think there was they were pretty understaffed. The bars. Um, Some said it was an hour for a beer. Yeah, because there was only about one or two. Well, people. imagine you can't 
get a beer for a Celtic football match, can you? In the stadium. Can't. No. So no. I also heard there was cash machines, but they were sometimes not working. Oh god. Oh really? They were just temperamental was the was the phrase <laughs> I heard. Yeah. Which for cash machines doesn't sound like a great <laughs> word. I know. But it seems to have gone very well. Sort of broadcasters who are with their who are not constantly following sort of Scottish rugby and things like that seem to have talked about the occasion as very good. Celtic Park's obviously like quite a theatre of sport. It's like a very good fan experience actually when you're watching the game. So it seems to have gone very well and I think it's just great. I do think that that does add in to what you were saying, Alan, earlier of this is a big missed opportunity for Glasgow. Yeah. It's a home final. Yeah, they'll, but, I mean, they'll never play in a home final again. But also, you look at it, it's, it's a pretty young squad. Vast majority of them are back next year. Apart from Hogg Hog. in that starting team. That I and Batty, actually. Yeah, Hogg and Batty. Who just said that? Off to bloody Edinburgh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hogg and Batty's the only people that come out of that team. Mm. It's, it's a, it, at fullback is the big weakness. I know. Though. They need like, to get someone Cable in. can just come straight in. Ultimately. It's fine. It's yeah. not a big difference. And you could sign, you could sign a prop. There were some comments from Rennie. I was reading where he sort of said, you know, you've either got to look at a young up-and-coming 15 or if they're not ready, you've got to look for like a stopgap kind of experienced fullback. So they're obviously yeah. are looking. There's a few, I think like there's been quite a lot of chat about this. Paddy Dewhurst guy, playing who plays for Air. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Rowe, who's just been selected for the Scotland Sevens yeah. for the end of the season. But I mean, the the gap between... I think Rufus McLean's now attached to Glasgow. Okay, interesting. But uh, but they're not ready. You know, no, no, no. Yeah, and, and is, even yeah. if you think about like throwing those guys in at the deep end or getting someone who's like three quarters of the player of Stuart Hogg or even maybe even like half. Who's yes. your um, who's your dream that. pick? Oh, is he? F- no, it's not. Is he for that? let's not. No, stop that. We're not going. Let's. We're not going down that road. No, let's not. No. All political views. <laughs> yeah. S- Sociological aside, Izzy Fellow, but I don't want Izzy Fellow to come to Glasgow. Um, Scotland legend Will Jordan. Oh, mate, Will Jordan. That would be so good. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, if they just like, even though George Bridge has been capped, they just shipped in George Bridge in a big contract. That'd be George so good. Havili. So good. You could get Havili. He's not going to get in the World Cup. Mm, oh, maybe. I reckon he might, like, Kerwin Bosch. Chuck him over. He'd be good. Yeah. You play ten or fifteen. You play ten or fifteen, which would be absolute class. Be nice to get a real sort of marquee signing. I don't think going to happen. I'm but. trying to think. You know, even just specifically in sort of the Premiership, who is sort of your fifteens that would potentially be on offer? Um, like who's leaving Newcastle? Well, Hammersley's going Hammersley, to sell. Hammersley has gone to sell. So, um, Sonotti, Sonotti. He's he's staying in Newcastle. He's not. He's not moving. Yeah, he's going down with them. Yeah. Mate, he knows he can score like fifty. He knows he can score like ten tries against Antil on a Saturday. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, Tough one. Come back to me on that. I'll, I'll, I'll draw we'll up a short list. Draw up a short list. Send it can, to Dave we Rennie. Can, we can tweet it out. Send yeah. it to Dave. Yeah, it will be all right. Shall we have a look back at this season as a whole then? Yeah. So Let's do it. Um, earlier this week, we put it out on Twitter, Instagram, um, for you guys to get in touch for your Glasgow Player of the Year. Edinburgh Player of the Year and Scotland Player of the Year. Your best game, your worst game, your best newcomer and your what-the-fuck moments. So let's have a discussion around that Player of the Year type thing. Since we've been talking about it, we'll talk about Glasgow. Um, I've got an email from... um, Not that one yet. How about (laughs) this one from Craig Taylor, long-time listener. He is putting George Horn in the mix for Glasgow Player of the Year. His rationale, most tries scored, and he probably would have got more if Price didn't sort out his form. So, you know, that's not really his fault, but <laughs> fair play. But George Horn, decent shout for Glasgow Player of the Year. I think it was a sort of try every... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 70 minutes? Is that right? This year? There's some ridiculous stat about when George Horn and Pete Horn are on the pitch together that one of them pretty much always scores a try within like 15 minutes. That's, yeah. quite, it's, that's quite sweet. It is quite sweet. But George Horn's pretty decent chart. I mean, Ali, Ali Price has had a much improved second yeah. half of the season, certainly. From a point of sort of you thinking, you were thinking that George Horn was going to really be pushing Ali Price at the back of a really good season last season. Um, Ali Price has sort of just seems to have kind of added to his game. And I don't we've seen as much of the, you know, the breaks that he was known for when he first got on the scene. But... Mm. I just think his overall game has has been really strong and clearly highly valued by Rennie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Got another interesting one from Scott Thompson, another listener sent us an email at thethistlerugby at gmail.com. He has said, this won't be a popular choice as he doesn't score or do any high-profile stuff, but I think Ollie Kebble has been Glasgow's Player of the Year. He has really shored up the scrum and added a lot of muscle we needed to move into the serious contender category. Thoughts on that? I mean, he has been good. And obviously, last season, he barely played at all because of the injury. So he was like a new signing. But I mean, at the back end of the season, Batty's been preferred over him. So, yep. you know, if he was that important, then that wouldn't have been the case. But... No, he's he's been good. He's been he has been impressive, I think, in every game that I've seen him play. I, mean, I, I think that Scott Cummings, we've already mentioned him, is potential player of the year. I think you're one of I was thinking one of Matt Matt Ferguson or Scott Cummings. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Ferguson. I yeah, think Matt Ferguson actually. is a very popular shout. Finley Thompson on Twitter went for Matt Ferguson. Lots of shout for Ali Price, lots of shout for George Horn. Um it feels like Matt Ferguson and Scott Cummings have gone from being, you know, like, oh, maybe they'll start, I'm not sure. Yeah. Maybe they'll try and break into now being in the season two of the first names on the team sheet, which is mm. kind of... Actually, Xander Ferguson as well can probably be dropped into that bucket. In terms, yeah. of I was quite surprised that he got in the Pro 14 Dream Team because it just didn't... F- he was injured quite a lot this season. Yeah, he was sort of out for the majority of the first but he's definitely shown his worth but yeah I, I agree I think I would, I would probably go for Matt Ferguson actually I think particularly towards the back end of the season he was good in the final as well got that try and great in I think just showed that he great could in like the semi. just front up to that real physicality I remember that maybe back, it was a bit of a question mark I remember back in games like in the pool stage for the Champions Cup against Lyon uh, particularly Leon away he was really really excellent in like the yeah. phys- physical contest and that first game against Saracens he was yeah. really really good as well I'm happy to give it to Matt Ferguson if you guys are I think that's good happy with that Edinburgh Rugby we haven't spoken to them about them for a few weeks because they've just <laughs> yeah, been I know. chilling out they've all been in um, Vegas for um, like, yeah, Hamish Watson's stag do oh really yeah Hamish Watson's stag Fair play. You see Hamish Watson get his mullet chopped off. Yeah. He's getting chopped off for his wedding. Is that not the... Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Makes sense. Kind of fair. No, 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 I'm saying (laughs) it makes sense. It's a relatively (laughs) fair request. (laughs) It's one of the better reasons. You see, and then Bill Matter and Schumann playing for the Babas. Yes. That's exciting. Mate, the Babas are going to kill that England team. I want to see Matter just running in open spaces. Oh, um, it is quite class. So Edinburgh Player of the Year, we can start there with Hamish Watson if you want. He's always going to be top of some that sort of list, isn't he? I mean, he, he has been good whenever he's played, I think. Once again, he's had quite a few injuries. I wouldn't immediately think of him. I I would gravitate towards the likes of Mata, Skewman. Um, the prince that was promised. He, he was pretty good, yeah. I mean, you know, like J- Jimmy Johnson and sort of like your... 
Darcy Graham maybe as well for like sort of. It feels like Matt Schumann and Darcy. Yeah, like, you know, three that were. McAnally's real... always been good as well, but I yeah, think they, those three will have played more games as yes. well. I think it has to be between those three. I think you're probably right. Kinghorn for the first before he got injured was on absolutely scintillating form for yeah. the, for I suppose you Edward. kind of yeah, you knew what he could do. With Darcy Graham he was a new signing. It was well, signing from yeah, the academy. Yeah. And it what seems as if like you know, taking that Edinburgh form into Scotland as well, that whenever he's been asked to step up a level, yeah. he's just taken on the challenge. What about um Jamie Ritchie? Really yeah, fantastic season that. for Edinburgh. It's kind of weird. You sort of look back and you sort of, I feel like, end up conflate mixing like Scotland and yeah, Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah Jamie Rich has played well this year. I'm like, I suppose when you do have the pro teams owned by the SRU, like, yeah. so many re- so the game's so many rested, put, sorry, players rested for so many games, it does blur. Yes. But no, I, I think Richie, um, well, I mean, he couldn't really get in the team at the end of the season. I know. After playing very well for Scotland. Yeah. But, you know, give him his dues. I think so lots of shouts, for, obviously, for Mata. Lots of shouts for Wee Darcy. Um, Finley Thompson on Twitter putting up Wee Jimmy. Jimmy Johnson for Edinburgh Player of the Year. I was going to think, like, Wee Jimmy's, like, kind of young. He's 29. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think from, like, expectations, like, Jimmy Johnson's like, been absolutely incredible. I mean, I think yeah. he, was, he started that season in, like, the wider seven squad. Yeah, Jimmy um, Johnson and Christine can both fit in that exceeds expectations yeah. bracket and be very very happy with their work. Duhan said Duhan's had a good season as well. Like quite Duhan's just doing what Duhan does. Yeah. yeah, not not really interested in like the rough and tumble, but yeah, he's going to oh, score no. you like ten fifteen tries a season. Can't wait till he gets slips on the old thistle strip in about oh, years. Be so so good. Good. Too big. <laughs> need to get need to get to the other side of the World Cup. Get South Africa interest dead. We, we need yeah. to yeah, really exactly. rule it out. Yeah. I think Schumann's probably the more the bigger danger than you kind of hope that yeah. South Africa have like a decent World Cup and they just kind of think, yeah, our domestic rugby's fine. Yeah. Although seeing you see like Montpellier just like signing up literally like schoolboys. Yeah, from straight from like Grey's College and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Montpellier just do what they want. <laughs> I know, I know. Altrad. Now just well just quickly while it's in my head, I've thought of the fullback for Glasgow. Like this is nailed. This, this should happen. Ooh. Jason Woodward. Oh, that's a lovely. I mean, that that is no a international lo- rugby all season. Yeah. Oh, that's a lovely show. I mean, he's literally just had. Rennie like Gloucester. might know him a bit. Or take him Zealand. or Tom Marshall even. What? What yeah. are the two at Gloucester? They've got too many Kiwi fullbacks. Yeah. That, I think one I of those like two would be class. That would be really good. But back on topic. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I was like, absolutely good show. But what do you make? Edinburgh Player of the Year. I think it's hard to not give it to Bill Matter, appreciating that he had a, a pretty big drop off near the end of the season. But he was literally made to play every single yeah. game, even when he wasn't needed. Yeah, so. I, I would give it to Schumann actually. Ooh, Ooh lovely show. So you got the designing vote. I think it's very hard to not give it to Bill Matter. Uh, you think classic. about it, literally Typical. every week. We've done thirty-three episodes no, he, of the Pod. Yeah, Bill Matter has been spoken about in pretty much every single one of those. As, oh yeah. Oh he's, my God, Matter's done something. Yeah. And just for the genuine like joy, when we were down in Toulon, that seeing the offload live. Yeah. Oh boy. So, congratulations to Bill Matter picking up Edinburgh Player of the Year. Scotland, then. Different beast. Thinking back to the Autumn Internationals and across the Six Nations, of course. Scotland team player of the year. How about this? Uh, Craig Taylor, again, in the emails, um, has suggested Finn Russell. Quite a lot of shouts for Finn Russell. Um, who is this talking about Scotland here? Quite a lot of shouts for Sam Johnson. Pretty heavy Calcutta Cup leanings there. Yeah. Um, you would have thought. What do you guys think about Scotland Player of the Year? There's been no consistent yeah, player. Yeah, as I was thinking, like, obviously, <clears throat> Sam Johnson, for like a debut season, has been a bit of a revelation. I don't think anyone would have thought yeah. at the start of the season that he would be doing that in the, Calc- in the Calcutta Cup at the end. I think, like, Finn, I mean, Finn was obviously injured for quite a lot of the Six Nations, but when he did play like he made quite a big difference to that yeah. team. I was thinking about this the other day, and 
once we were considering this and you think yeah Finn had his moments for Scotland like bad moments but how bad were we against France when we didn't have Finn at 10 yeah I think we saw the impact that not having him makes now yeah I think um, I think that's you know I feel like you're mixing where correlation and causation. I think that we saw what the impact is of having Pete Horn playing 10 rather than the lack of Finn That's obviously Russell. the other side of that story because <laughs> we didn't start Adam Hastings, which would have been yeah. you know, like for like, I suppose. But yes, I do see mm. where I know where you're coming from. I think um, McAnally has been pretty consistent for Scotland, I'd say, for most of the season. I agree with that. Like, yeah. And I think he's actually, it's not like he's just been putting in, you know, seven out of ten performances like i think he's really stepped up in quite a few games particularly seven, second half of that england game this is the issue though everything comes back to that calcutta cup game i know <laughs> it's the most recent one recent one of the memory but i think overall um mcanally's been really good i think like if you go back a bit like maitland's had a really good season yes in terms of consistency that's consist- a good trick. like seven and a half pulls an eight out of the bag occasionally like never goes below a seven and i think yes. he sort of scores tries and sets up tries in quite important matches yeah and just offers that you know solidity from the back yeah um i'm trying to have i think it's easy to forget like he starts for like the full strength saracens team yeah like that that's such a, like, an amazing like indictment of his abilities yeah yeah um are we gonna we're gonna go into maitland I'd be happy to give him to Maitland unless there's any other sort of... I mean, there's not any sort of like rogue Scotland shouts. I Alan, mean, I think... Alan Dell had a pretty good season. Alan Dell did have a very good Six Nations. People that have come on, just, though... Just guys who like... I, I don't, I'm just maybe thinking of someone who's exceeded expectations slightly. Grant Gilchrist yeah. has really come on quite a lot in the year, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Stuart McAnally, I think if you look at the, what, seven Scotland games there were this year... McAnally's he's played everyone started all of them I think so pretty much and has come out of all of them pretty decent Mm -hmm. uh, decent rap sheet I think it's hard to say that he's not like the absolute stick on starting hooker for Scotland at the moment and that's with Fraser Brown putting in some pretty decent performances off the bench or for Glasgow at the same time I'd I'd be happy to give it to, to Rambo Let's give it to Rambo. Yeah, give maybe, it to Rambo. Maybe he'll finally come on the pod. He might I come know. on the pod. Who knows? <laughs> See if we can get him. Um, what I, w- I want to go back to this gloss, this Tom Marshall thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tom Marshall, four years at Gloucester, played with Rennie. At Did he play Rennie at the Chiefs? Played with Rennie at the Chiefs because he was uh, Crusaders and then a year at the nice. Chiefs. Tom Marshall's coming to Glasgow. Tom you heard, you heard it here first. Tom Marshall is coming to Glasgow. He would be really good. Oh, he'd be so good. Could play like pretty much anywhere in the back line as well. Yeah. Exactly. Love that. Like Sorry. Excited. <laughs> no, it's good. It's it good. feels like it's a player announcement. It feels like it's so certain that we might as well announce it now. Yeah. Um, next up in the uh, year in review, best game. I think there's only, there's obviously the obvious shout of the Calcutta Cup. Uh, should we just leave that to one side? I think, I think we put When it, it comes to side. Scotland, that, that wins. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, I agree <laughs> with you there. Um, Glasgow, think, um, my favorite Glasgow game of the year, I think, is when they went down fourteen men against um, Scarlets and went on to win. Yeah, that with, was a hell, with, that with was a sort hell of, of a performance, like a non-Six Nations, non-international side. Yes, I think. yes, they did. Yeah, that's a good. Show. I think Dave Rennie talks about that as being one of their best performances. I think the away win at Leinster as well was pretty good. The away win at Leinster was very good. I know the home at Ulster was was. A good game to watch as well. The semi-final, yeah, yeah, semi-final. That was, that was fantastic. That was Glasgow, I think, firing on all cylinders. Yes. I know against not a great Ulster team, but you know it was the, them playing well and playing that like exciting brand of rugby. Yes, agreed. I always think the first half of Saracens game at home. Yeah, I was. I always think it was like my favorite forty minutes of Absolutely rugby. Was. Really good. Was it really was good. so good. It was so savage, and Glasgow got. I, I was so worried going into that game, and I, I appreciate that Glasgow further into the season being completely hosed by Saracens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. in that first forty minutes when the Glasgow pack were absolutely manning up to that Saracen pack. So appreciating good. we kept kicking it to the corner and not scoring. I yeah. Know, but, <laughs> but I was that was yeah. like my favorite outside of the Calcutta Cup, that might be my favourite forty minutes of rugby yeah. this season. I think my favourite 
it's kind of I don't know if there's it's like a favorite moment is that a category favorite moment I mean we've got best game worst game and then sort of like okay WTF well, it, moment you know it was probably in one of the worst games which was Scotland losing at home to Wales yes at Murrayfield in Six Nations that was really crap but when Hamish Watson came on about the 50 minute mark and did those two runs it was like oh yeah I think uh, genuinely I think those are like the two single best moments oh, I've ever experienced at Murrayfield in terms of like the impact it made the lift it gave the crowd and just like the sheer I don't know like determination and the fact he was yeah. just he just did and he incredible. did it again like no one, no one could believe it completely changed the atmosphere yeah, in the I, stadium I absolutely love that um, about a moment. Do you remember when in the South Africa game in the autumn when Hugh Jones did that? Those double, yeah, yeah the ridiculous flicks. like uh, yeah. behind yeah. the back passes. Yeah, that was nice. Still cashing those in in the Bahamas. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but I mean, that was best ridiculous. <laughs> and then best, well, move on to best Edinburgh game. Best Edinburgh right. game uh, in my heart. Too long away was. Too long away was special. You don't understand unless you've been, unless <laughs> you've seen been to away. the stand my all that you've never so seen you, it. So you've been tear, so you fought yeah. your way through the tear gas to your, to your stand. Yeah, when you fight seat. through tear gas to see Jaco van der Volt yeah. run, tearing it up in Toulon. Yeah. When Darcy Graham scored in the corner. Oh, when, try, he, when he sat down load, that lad. Oh like, my this God. Is, this is great. Yeah. No, it was too that, that And that was obviously, it's just like an amazing achievement at that time. I think I, I think I remember watching. I remember. I think definitely in the pub with you. I don't think you were there, Matt. Edinburgh's first game in the Champions Cup it was like away to Montpellier, and they mm. almost they should have won. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I remember being like so excited that 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 the Edinburgh team, which we that's it was right at the beginning of the season, we were sort yeah, of like, yeah, yeah they're yeah. okay, Do okay in the league. But they went away to Montpellier and really fronted up, and barring one questionable decision by Wayne Barnes on like crossing for Bradbury they would have won that game mm. I remember that really gave me like a really exciting buzz about that Edinburgh team yeah and that's when we were just like beginning to appreciate how great Matt is he yeah did that off yeah exactly, exactly for that yeah. first try but yeah was, I think uh, Ed- Edinburgh's performances against Glasgow in the first two 1872 cups are really yeah. impre- like really impressive jobs as well absolutely yeah it's hard to. I, I think Toulon away is yeah. in my heart is always going to be the the. I think most people got, be happy with that. Yeah, it got massive shouts in all of the correspondence we had. Um, worst game, France versus Scotland gets an awful lot of um, shout outs here. The Glasgow and Edinburgh performances against the Southern Kings pretty much dominate the rest of the. Uh, of the season, I think Glasgow first twenty minutes against Southern Kings away. Is yeah. the worst performance of the year. Yes. By a country man. I think it's got to be. It was laughably bad. Worst games of Ed- the year. Edinburgh tried their best when they went to the Kings and lost as well. That, yeah, that was really poor. So, Edinburgh-Glasgow games over the Christmas period. Oh, so bad. As ever. Yeah, as terrible. Right. Always rubbish. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> well, we did have one tweet from, who was it? Um, let me just put Paul. Just says Paul from TPL. Best game, Calcutta Cup. Worst game, Calcutta Cup. <laughs> biggest good, biggest what the fuck moment, the Calcutta Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually a very accurate summation it's of where we are in, um, in Scottish rugby. Um, I think what the fuck moments. There's been, it's, it's Scottish rugby, there's always a few. Mm. I think some of the shouts we've had, um, Alison McKay again. Edinburgh literally every other week, beating European powerhouses one day, <laughs> losing to anybody the next day, or what the fuck, um, Bill Matters highlights real for the season. Um, Matt Sumption on the emails, he said, the absolute boy, WP now, throwing a through-the-legs no-look pass <laughs> to keep the ball in play during the Champions Cup. Bonus points given to him for giggling in the background of Stuart McAnally's interview afterwards when asked about the incident which I quite enjoyed. I think a couple of people flagged Hugh Jones's behind-the-back passes. My WTF moment was when the SRU announced that they were spending money on an American <laughs> franchise <laughs> pre-them even, even existing as a team. A year and a half you, pre-them. You, you've stolen my WTF. Was that I mean, your WTF yeah, moment? Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. So I mean, at, at the start of the season, if you'd said this is going to happen, you'd be like... Uh, you can... Go to invest in a team that's not even in Major League Rugby It's just yet. like... It's just like a hopper of ideas and yeah. just picked out like three of them. 
Yeah. The Toonies Tom Buller, they just put in three ideas. Exactly, yeah. Uh, I think, and honestly, watching the under-20s play the highlights on, on YouTube, <laughs> what is the whole thing of, like, the American commentators who, you know, didn't really sound like they knew what was going on. <laughs> the pi- the pitch was like... Wrong. Yeah, with two T's. The pitch was like... Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah the coverage spelled Scotland wrong. They did change it at they halftime, changed it. to be fair. But. <laughs> at the refreshment break. Um, yeah. Having the, the old glory branded sandwich was good. Nice. So they, good. they were advertising in the bottom right. Unbe- um, exclusively available the at pitch, old glory. The pitch had like six different sports lines on it. So on, on I don't know how the, the guys like knew yeah. where to put the ball I like down. it. I like it. Few more bids for WTF <laughs> moments. The appointment of all, all Irish officials for Glasgow versus Ulster. Um, Jason Seabom Ryder says the voodoo curse that was cast on Edinburgh and Glasgow by the Southern Kings. That's <laughs> <laughs> not very fair. And uh, David Hunter says WTF moment. You guys still not knowing who's a loose head and a tight head. It's, extre- <laughs> it's extremely fair. I got one WTF moment for you. Yeah. Um, seeing the man of the match in the November internationals lifting oh. a tennis oh, can yes. in yes. a glass That was case. my highlight of the season. It's my highlight, but it's my what the <laughs> fuck yeah. moment. Yeah. Tenants, Tinny of Joy, tinny man of, joy. of the match award. I just really hope there's a guy at Tenants who won employee of the month <laughs> for that. He's like, we wanted you to be bold, and you were bold, <laughs> yeah. and you've nailed this. <laughs> this is why I pushed you. <laughs> yeah. Their most, their recent marketing wheeze, which I love from Tenants, is they're giving out like famous Scottish people, like golden cans yeah, of tenants. Yeah, I saw that. Like the Olympics. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Give us a can. I'd love a can. <laughs> oh, come on. I know we're asking for it. Um, Kenny Walker <laughs> writes in WTF moment, Johnny Grace, 43 tackles against Leinster. Do you see that also stat about his, his tackle success in six seasons of... So stupid. 98%. Yeah. In six seasons. <laughs> <laughs> that is Even if they're all passive tackles, I don't care. Like, I know. It's still mental. Yeah. And I think condolences go out to Chief. This is the Chief seventy nine on Twitter. He says, "WTF moment, missing the whole second half of the Calcutta Cup as I decided to feed the three year old and watch Peppa Pig instead." Oh my god! <laughs> oh dear. How bad is that? Poor guy. <laughs> um, and David Hutchison reminding us of a great moment from the sevens. WTF, Jamie Farndale. Dead ball area howler in the sevens. Do you remember? Oh god, he just kind of fell to, over, didn't he? Yeah, when he yeah. sort of lost track of where the dead ball area was and forgot to put it down. <laughs> Some absolutely fantastic shouts. I don't want to uh, narrow it down to one. It's probably just you know like the second half of the Calcutta Cup was yeah the maddest that whole match yeah was just nuts exactly. And we got skipped over our last award. Skipped over it. Best newcomer to Scottish oh. rugby in any. Facet. We've had one recommendation. Obviously, the Monument Man um, is lighting up Old Glory DC. Um, Pierre Sherman getting an awful lot of shouts as best newcomer to Scottish rugby. Kyle Stain naturally getting that as well. Yeah, Come out of nowhere. Darcy Graham, not come out of nowhere, but he's absolutely asserted himself this year. As a Scotland player, you'd say. He's kind of... You could probably say the same about Sam Johnson. Sam Johnson. Arriving on that international stage. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think they're all fair shouts. Uh, in terms of coming from, like, not knowing to being in the Scotland squad, like, even Pierre Schumann, like, it's kind of, he's played a bit of super rugby. Like, he's obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. going to be pretty good. Look yeah, at I mean, him, he's he, massive. He's, like, got a Wikipedia page. Yeah. <laughs> like, Carl Stein was literally, like, n- I don't think anyone in Scottish rugby no. knew who he was. Yeah. Like, a year ago. Or, like, so, I think for just pure, like, rise... He's got to be it. Another decent shout, Stafford McDowell. Yeah. Somebody that's come out of nowhere. Someone in the same position, Rory Hutchinson. Yes. Lots of, actually a few shouts for Rory Hutchinson. I'd say. I mean, mean, to be fair, he's not, you know, he's been in Northampton for a few years. He played his own 20s quite a few years ago now. Yeah. Three or four four years, I think. Um, But it's it's been this season where he is just like an absolute highlights reel. Yeah. Will Jordan, breakout year for him. Scotland. There was that WTF moment when <laughs> the SRU guy uploaded the, oh, yeah, the, the highlights, the highlights video video. Him, and then it was swiftly deleted. Yeah, that's that's that, where it all comes from. You know, that's interesting. Can't wait till he just launches a Tom Marshall vid off the back of this pod. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly that. Um, I mean, some great I'd, I'd give it to the the stain of destiny. The stain of destiny. The stain also of destiny. Giving us yeah. one more just absolutely great nickname. 
yeah. yeah the stain of destiny so there you go there are all our awards from the year matt should we finish off with our last quiz of the 1819 season yeah see if this works so who am i quiz so i'll just give you are you allowed to ask questions or i just say a little facts say a, little say a fact, fact and then okay. if we want to answer it's purely stop. from we can say Wiki- stop and then okay. we'll do an answer okay, okay? so just so, reel them off at a nice pace he was in the glasgow team that won the pro 14 in 2015 chris zarrow no gordon reed no um he started his uh, amateur rugby career at white craigs no um wait I don't know. Well, you don't know. Let's just do you? another another one. Another um, one. He plays in the English Premiership. Interesting. Um, great dead air. <laughs> Keep going unless we say something. He is Keep a former going. junior boxing champion. <laughs> he also, <laughs> no. He also played... After White Craigs, he made the big move cross town to GHA. That's not helping me at all. Uh, well, I would have got that. But. Well done, you. Well done. The team he plays for in <laughs> the Premiership has just been relegated. Oh. Um. <laughs> John Welsh. John Welsh. Uh, well we done, Welshie. Yeah, Welshie. Chip and Chase first legend. One. Yeah, I forgot. Oh, I should have done that. So yeah, keep 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 the pace going. Yeah, man, I'm trying to. Yeah, I know, but we're trying. He was to born avoid us in, in silence, Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon McElwham. He was born in Dumfries. Alex Dunbar. He went to Lockerbie Academy at school. Alex Dunbar. Yep. Don't know. Uh, he started his professional career at Edinburgh. Alex Dunbar. I've just no. <laughs> Stop saying Alex Dunbar. Gordon Ross. Uh, nope. Gordon Ross is at Harriers, mate. Come on, son. What? When he started his professional career? No, but we. I did the school. Uh, he then moved on to the Border Reavers. He then moved back to Edinburgh, <laughs> where he finished his career in Scotland. He then played in France and then England. Hugo Strokosh. No. No. Uh, Simon Taylor? He no. once had to delete his Twitter because he was getting so much abuse on it. Nate DeLuca. There you go. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. So he went Edinburgh. Oh, I didn't know. Edinburgh, yes. five caps. Borders, 23 caps. Back to Edinburgh. Then he went to oh, Biarritz. Yeah. And then he had one cap for Wasps at the end of his season. At the end of his career. Yeah. There you go. Um, Quite a decent career, actually, to be fair. He, he's done very well. Lots, for of Scot- lots of Scotland caps. 43 caps. One that, try. One try. <laughs> In his last game against Italy, I think. Yeah. Um, okay. Right. He was a British lion. Doddy Weir. Budge Pony. He was born in Perth. Budge Pony was not a lion. <laughs> <laughs> he was born in Perth. Rob Wainwright. Oh, you got it. That's who I meant the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 2-1 to Alan there. Uh, Yeah, unless you want another one, that's all I've got. Have you got another one? I could could get one right now if you really want. No, I think we're fine with this three. I think that went well. We're fine. I enjoyed that. That went as well as I think it could have gone. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it was a quiz to end the season. Yeah, exactly. Very happy with that. I've been searching. Tom Marshall was recently at Matt Scott's wedding, so... Contract Ooh. negotiations. Contract negotiations. Dodson's just waiting in the lobby with a, like a briefcase of cash <laughs> to slip it across the table. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Matt Scott getting we we fee. Yeah, you know, we retainer. Man. Oh yeah. yeah. Easy. Yeah. Easy on that. Dodson's like, have a free bar, mate. There you go. <laughs> yeah. have, enjoy, a good, have a good night. Enjoy your wedding, son. <laughs> <laughs> well, we cannot wait for that to be confirmed, <laughs> as it will be in the coming weeks. Um, Thank you very much for joining us all season. 33 episodes in, and remarkably, you are still here in uh, your thousands every week. Um, We really, really appreciate it. 
obviously massive year. So summer internationals coming up. We're going to take a break for a few weeks and then we'll be back to preview all the Scotland summer internationals. And then we, um, we will we, be We back. might be working on a few sort of longer form yes. interviews to keep you guys entertained That's over true. the summer. So keep your eyes peeled. So we are in negotiations with some of the biggest names in Scottish rugby and old glory. Um, to do some podcasts <laughs> in the summer. Long-form interview with the Monument Man. Oh, God. The <laughs> Monument so Man is coming. We get as much of him as we want. Uh, but we're going to drop in a few things from now and then. Until then, keep up with us on Twitter. That will still be going at Thistle Rugby Pod. Always send us your thoughts, feelings, and emotions into the mailbag, thethistlerugby at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for us on Instagram as well. Thistle understroke rugby understroke pod, and we will see you guys soon. Cheers. See ya. Cheers. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.